0: Hello everybody and welcome to the RPO Podcast. This is the first episode of this new podcast. I will be your host today, Derek Bennett, joined alongside Andrew Boniface, Stephen Bonazzo, Cole Care. So this RPO podcast is going to be strictly about college football. We are going to bring you everything that you need to know, all the updates, all the conference championship news. We have it all here. We have some big news this week. I think this had to be probably the biggest week of college football so far this season with coaches moving, conference championship coming up. It's, it's an exciting week, so, I mean, we can hop right into it and not keep you guys waiting. So, I mean, anyone want to start? I mean, Lincoln Riley or Brian Kelly, who, who do we want to start with?
1: Let's go Brian Kelly because I thought, you know, Oklahoma fan, just open it up real quick here. Oklahoma fan, Lincoln Riley, whatever. You know, he wants to move on. I Salty. saw Hey, I saw that contract. Can I really blame him? I mean, $110 million. They're buying him two houses. He can use a private jet whenever. whatever. I get it. California, whatever. Brian Kelly, that situation is hilarious. That man had a meeting with his team at 7 a.m. today and was found leaving the facility at 7-11. You gave a program that you gave so many years to, so much success
0: to, and you give your players 11 minutes. That, that's funny to me. I don't know. That's Hi, funny. Cole, I, I get what you're saying. And you're not wrong. And this is coming. I am a Notre Dame fan. I'm also, I'm, I'm a little all over the place. We'll get to know that over this podcast. But I am Irish. Love the Irish. But the thing is, he went in, he said what he needed to say, he got his point through, and that's what I'm okay with. He gave 12 seasons, of the seasons to this program and did a phenomenal job. And you know what? It's not him. How many national no, championships? No, no. That's, that's what I'm getting to. That's what I'm get. It's not him. It's the Notre Dame program. They have too many so restrictions. The fact they're not in the conference is what it that, is. Okay. No, no. It's the too many restrictions. It's the religion stri- restriction. It's the grades restrictions. It's all of those that prevent him from getting the perfect recruiting cra- class. And when he goes to LSU now, they only care about football. They will do anything for football. He's going to have bigger and better recruits at lSU yeah I 100 percent agree that like
2: for like a professional standpoint Brian Kelly made the right move I mean I think he's handicapped at Notre Dame but the way he went about it is probably the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen <laughs> it's the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen those guys those 80 guys plus on that roster I mean imagine you you find out about your head coach when you're in the top six looking for a playoff spot and your coach is like you know what see you later I'm gonna go to a team that was V- not very good this year. That is so disrespectful. Granted, LSU was in the national championship game a couple years ago and won the game. But still, that is the most disrespectful thing I've ever heard. And frankly, like, I wouldn't w- even want to, I wouldn't even show up to that 7 a.m. meeting. I'm just going to be honest. Like, if you're an athlete and you see that, like, you're just like, what am I doing at this meeting just to say goodbye? Like, this guy do- clearly doesn't care about me. He doesn't have any respect for any of the athletes that he's coaching. Granted, he probably has good relationships with them and, you know, like, it's the world of social media where you're going to find out, like, pretty much before, like, your your head coach tells you what he's going to do. But, I mean, having a meeting at 7 a.m. and then bolting after two minutes,
3: like, that's not how you – that's not professional. That's not how you do things. Okay, so here this is where I stand on it. I think Brian Kelly leaving to LSU, I don't think it's a good fit. I don't think he's going to do well with LSU and the SEC. He's been used to Notre Dame. And then being an independent and yes, they played some top teams. They made it to the college football playoffs before. But he's used to Notre Dame and their style of play, not LSU and the SEC. But David, you were saying, you know, with all these restrictions, you know, LSU's
0: all gonna be about recruiting and football. I mean, dude, Notre Dame cares about football. Last but, year But I'm saying is they don't give the freedom to Brian Kelly that LSU will give him. Notre Dame has a fourth ranked recruiting class this year they have 16 four-star players and then last year they finished number 9 but do you do you want to know like the amount of players that Brian Kelly has probably had to turn around like turn away from Notre Dame just because of one little thing that it might not be this year but throughout his 12 seasons there he's definitely had to turn multiple student athletes away because of the restrictions that Notre Dame has in place i just i don't think it's that
3: big i mean cuz it's not like they're like l- losing out on all these guys and they're just getting star I'm, I'm just
0: saying it, restrictions are restrictions and he's going to a place where definitely won't have any, any problems recruiting. Yeah, I
2: definitely agree with that. I think the issue with Notre Dame is, like, it's, I think it's more of the academic part of it. It is a very, very hard school to get into. Like, I don't think – it's honestly underrated as one of the hardest schools in the country to get into. So when you're talking about college football and you're trying to get recruits, like, it's just going to be a lot harder for me. I think a lot of schools in the Big Ten, like, some really struggle with this. Like, uh, Michigan's not an easy school to get into. Wisconsin has, like, pretty high standards. Northwestern, obviously, is well known for its academic prowess. But it it – Like, Brian Kelly's going to have way more success at LSU, I think, in terms of recruiting. My question for him is, like, can he win the big games? Like, he has not done well in the college football playoff. Granted, he's been a little handicapped, but, like, those games have not been close. Like, he's been absolutely blown out by Alabama twice, and, like, they just have not looked good. Granted, I think there will be better recruits, but still, he's going to be in the— SEC with potentially Oklahoma, Texas, like those people coming in, and now you have like the SEC West with how that's probably the best division in college football, like it's not going to be easy for him to be like, okay, yeah, he's going to be an instant success. Granted, the past three coaches have won national championships, but is he that caliber? We'll find out.
1: I agree. I, I roll my eyes every time I see Notre Dame in the, to, in the top four. I mean, no one wants to turn on a game, a college football playoff game, one versus four and see an absolute trampling and every time notre dame is put in that spot it seems like they really just don't even put up a fight and can we put a lot of that on brian kelly i don't know and the thing about his him going to lsu is lsu personally i think has got to be like a top three landing spot for any college coach i mean their facilities sec their pedigree i mean he would be like like what we were saying he would be Pretty stupid to turn down that contract and turn down that offer. I think more of the problem is how he handled it, as you were saying, Andrew. I mean, pretty unprofessional for someone who's going from leading Notre Dame to leading LSU. The way you handle that, I mean, I feel you got to be a little bit more professional. But in terms of if he's going to be able to keep LSU relevant in the SEC, I think he's going to. I mean, I don't, I think a lot of the reasons why he was losing these big games, and I think we've touched on it, is just that. These SEC teams have shown that they have better recruiting. They have better players. I think the fact that he's able to take Notre Dame, an independent team, and make them a top-four team in the playoffs, I think that speaks to how good of a coach he is maybe in the X's and O's side. I think now that he has the recruits, he has the X's and O's down. I I think LSU is going to have
0: themselves a, a solid program for until he decides to leave again. I, I agree with that completely. If you look at it, the last three coaches that have gone to LSU have all won national championships when they were there. And people don't realize, yes, LSU might not be a contender every year, but th- when they're a contender, they are always competing for a national That 2019 team
1: is maybe... The greatest. Actually, actually, I personally think it's the I, it's the greatest college football. It's team. Greatest. And it's really not really
0: a debate for a lot of people. I think it's the greatest fo- college football team. Hands of all down, time, so. hands down. So I think that a big point when you look at, but and you brought up the point about Notre Dame getting blown out in that one four spot. I think that happens to every team there. I think it's something that we've just seen, and I know people want to expand the playoff. We're not. <laughs> We're not gonna huh. we, we wanna see th-
1: a one verse eight. One verse four
0: is bad enough. I know. We're not gonna get into that. I, I don't think the matchup would be good. I'm never gonna complain about more football though, because I love football. So I'm never gonna complain about that. I'm always for it. So <coughs> I think the thing with that bees you can say Oklahoma's done the same thing. Oklahoma has been in that same spot and always gets blown out. So that's that's my Relax. thing. I don't Okay biased opinion. but well, it, just, it is the truth, though. It is the truth, and that's why I, you, you're hating on Notre Dame for always getting blown out, but it's not Notre Dame. It's just the SEC programs like the Georgias and the Alabamas and the LSU that prove why they are the best teams in the country every single year. And that's why I personally believe
3: Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma because he realized what he had with Oklahoma. He... Has had so much success, spent what, five seasons there, right, Andrew? It was five seasons? Uh, yeah, I
2: think about, yeah.
3: You know, so five seasons, he went 55 and 10, he made the playoffs numerous times, getting all these recruits. But he, then again, he was never winning the ultimate goal, which was a college football playoff. So that's why when USC offered him the job, giving him that crazy amount of money, all those luxury things from the houses to the um, private, jet. private jets. And you saw the kind of effect he had.
1: The instant he left Oklahoma, the amount of decommits. Dumpster fire. Absolute dumpster yes. fire. Oh, my God. The <laughs> amount of recruits I have seen left already. I mean, even, though, even the one of the best defenders on the team this year, Isaiah Thomas, came out and said uh, he tweeted something like about just the disrespect he felt from, from this guy. I mean, you can see how much he meant to that program. For
3: and sure. then, you know, all these players transferring, Jaden Hazelwood, who was a 5 star recruit receiver. I think Marvin Mims might be uh, leaving.
0: It's rumored that Caleb Williams might even leave through the transfer it portal is. now. And they
1: lost their other uh, QB that Spencer was Spencer Rattler. Well, and and they Malachi had a five, Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Oh wow. Okay. So,
1: that's what I'm saying and he can just
3: tear it up in the Pac-12 with USC. The Pac-12 is awful right now. Pac-12s
0: are nobodies right now. Some people don't want to even talk about the Pac-12 entering the college football playoff right now. I mean... They shouldn't. Exactly. People were very upset when Oregon was placed number three in that first ranking. So that's why him going to USC is almost a no-brainer because
3: he's going to win there. They have a lot of history. You're in Southern California. You play at the Coliseum. I mean... It's almost the perfect opportunity for him because Oklahoma, I'm not gonna lie, especially with them moving to SEC, that was just gonna they weren't gonna go anywhere anymore. So he left at the right time and I think the I mean, obviously he was his name was brought up for a lot of conversations within the NFL. I think him staying in college, him going out west, USC, the name he has, the name USC has they're going to get a lot of the top recruits. They're going to go they're going to be my prediction they're going to be back on top of college football within the next couple of years because they still have gotten the good recruits. I think next year. I yeah. think
0: next year they will be a top 10 team. <sighs> I think I think they'll Top 10. W- yes. You know how bad
1: USC's been. Uh, I I do think They're going to need to get the recruits that because they've lost a lot of the in-state California recruits to, to other big programs. Well, Chip if Kelly is ch- Chip Kelly's now, a right? big
0: part of that. I think a lot of people hate on Chip Kelly, and ch- people thought when ch- Chip Kelly went back to Pac-12, that he was going to run the Pac-12. You're not going to do that with the UCL pla- UCLA p- program. It's not how it works at UCLA. It's never how it works at UCLA. Which is but why- USC, that's how it works. Yeah. Which is why I
2: think Lincoln Riley to USC is an absolute grand slam. It's grand not slam. even a home. It's not even a home run. It's a grand slam
0: inside the park. Grand slam, yes, pretty like
2: much. The, like the reason Lincoln Riley has been so good at developing quarterbacks, right? QBU, Oklahoma's QBU, QBU. It, it was
1: sorry. It, yeah,
2: maybe, but re- regardless, I, like this guy is very good at developing quarterbacks. And guess, and he's going to Southern California. What what kid from eighteen to twenty two does not want to be in Southern California? To play college football at USC, USC is the biggest brand in college football. Other than Alabama, when USC is at its peak, is one of the biggest brands in college football.
0: Andrew, I want to go play football for USC now. You got me (laughs) so excited! Oh my my god! This is this is
2: the reason why, man. It's Southern California. You have everything there, like. What more does Lincoln Riley want? He's got the – California is one of the most talented states in the country in terms of college football prospects. Like, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. The question is, can the Pac-12 be a strong enough conference for USC to be like, okay, yeah, this is a top-four team every single year? And I think he's going to be able to elevate the whole conference, not even just USC, but the whole conference because guess what? Oregon's been consistent, but guess what? That's about to go another level up. They're going to they're gonna have to compete with USC. UCLA is going to have to compete with USC. Like, there's other schools that are going to be, they're going to profit, kind of profit from this and be like, look, we play USC, man. Like, that's just another way to recruit.
3: I have two points. And uh, one, um, I want to say, USC, even last year under Clay Helton and the old staff, they had the seventh ranked recruiting class. They had five stars, 14, four stars. So they were still recruiting then. How'd men. that work out? Listen. Not every school that gets all these top guys, I'm saying because that was poor coaching. They didn't develop the players right. They didn't put them in a good situation, but they were still able to get the top guys even when they didn't have success. Now you have Lincoln Riley, and you're going to be seeing that number. USC is going to go from number seven to probably the, the top three easily. And then my other point, uh, Andrew, with what you're saying with Lincoln Riley elevating the entire conference, not just USC. I totally agree because you know look at Nick Saban. He's had so much success with the SEC. He's had all these coaches around him that he's developed not only the players but the coaches that they have now left the program and taken over other programs and helped. Look at Lane Kiffin with Ole Miss, you know, um, all these other guys. I'm, like, kind of blanking on some other assistant coaches' names. But I think Jimbo Fisher, you know, Texas A&M, he brought them back. Sam
0: Pittman, Arkansas. Exactly. Oh, Georgia. Brought brought them back
1: from the dead. Can't wait for Lane Kiffin to be wearing the uh, Oklahoma jersey next year. Kirby Smart with Georgia. I mean, look at them. Now they're –
3: they made the uh, College Football National Championship a couple years ago, lost to Alabama. Now he's got them ranked number one, probably one of the best defenses we've ever seen in college football. So I think the same effect will happen with Lincoln Riley. He's going to have his guys, and then you know, they're going to get opportunities to coach their whole uh, coach their own team, and they may leave and not go to the SEC because they already know the SEC is like, fine as it is. And then let me take a job at Washington. Let me take a job at – I mean, Oregon, I think, is locked up with Mario Cristobal. But let me take a job at Oregon State or UCLA or whatever, you know, other schools in the Pac-12 that would need a head coach. And then before you know it, the Pac-12 is back to where it was. And then other teams could be, with all this conference changing, you know, the Pac-12 might add some new schools. So, I, I, Andrew, I think that was a great point that Lincoln Riley's really going to elevate the Pac-12, which it needs to be.
0: And, and that's a good point because I think you know a lot of people thought it might happen a couple of years ago when Herm Edwards went to Arizona State. Great coach, great just a great person overall. And I think if you keep seeing these great coaches go to the Pac-12, it's going to become a very, very competitive conference. And recruits are going to see that too. Recru- recruits don't want to go to play in a weak conference. They want to play against the best teams in the nation because, yes, their goal in college is to win a national championship or to win a bowl game, you know, whatever it is, depending on what program that you're playing at. Their main goal for most of these college athletes is the next step, the next level. And you want to prove that you can play against the best the competition has to offer. And if the Pac-12 can become that now with all these great coaches finally, you know, making their way out west... It'll be it'll be a possibility that we'll start to see this. Especially, like Steven said, the Pac-12 will definitely be adding some teams in the future, I believe, with all this this conference nonsense going on.
1: Yeah, uh, just as a last point, um, that's cute, guys. That's really cute. I, I like a lot of the points you guys brought up. I just have uh, four words for you guys. Southeastern conference in four. SEC is not going anywhere. They're still going to be the best college football conference and I'm not it, saying it, that. It's cute I'm not, that the I'm Pac-12 is going to be that. revived. It's cute, yeah. Oh, USC is going to be good. Lincoln Riley. All these people. Big Doesn't 12 matter. is Doesn't going matter.
0: downhill real fast. That's well, all I'm saying. Well, yeah, it's, it's yeah. almost going to flip. The Big 12 was, yes.
3: you know, probably the third best conference behind the SEC in the Big Ten. But now the Pac 12 is going to probably. I well, Not the third because you saw it, the well, ACC. I mean, it also not... depends.
0: we got to see what Dabo does. Hopefully, Clemson can get back up there. I, the and, ACC. Really? <laughs> really? The ACC doesn't deserve our time. They don't deserve our time. <laughs> I'll just say it. You, you can't count Dabo out. You can never count that. out. Yes, whatever. I agree.
2: But he's like, that's one team out of the whole conference. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, but if
0: Miami ever gets back to what they should be, hey, you Wake Forest know, was on the rise this year. Wake Forest, you know, Pitt, UNC always have good teams.
1: I'm just saying they have they have good competitive teams for the ACC. They don't have national championship <laughs> level yeah. caliber teams.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's also when you talk ACC, you're talking college basketball. You're never talking college exactly. football. So, I think that's another point to bring up. So, but moving right along, so we had all that coaching drama, but we have even more drama with one more ranking set to be released by the committee. We got the second last one last night, Tuesday. The rankings are as followed. 1 Georgia, 2 Michigan, 3 Alabama, 4 Cincinnati. Five Oklahoma State and six Notre Dame. Steven, Those you're biting out the bit. You're biting at the bit, Steve. Go, go for it. So you know, a week ago, obviously the listeners don't know, but I had,
3: I've had Michigan in my top four the past couple weeks, and I, you guys can back me up, right? Yeah, I know. We all <laughs> now. <nounced laughs> okay, you this off was this list. was.
1: Just, yeah, go. go. Just, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you guys
3: were all laughing at me. Don't even didn't want to. Let me explain myself. You know, just Steve's a joke. Well, what kind of Well, Well, they had, they had no way to stand on at that, that point. You okay, had no yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, they, they, they hadn't proved themselves yet. You were going off of a limb that they were going to beat Ohio State. Because I knew this Michigan okay, team. Well, you you, saw, you the saw the future? History? You saw the fucking yeah. future, Steve? Whoa. <laughs> I,
3: I did. I did. Because why else would I put them there? I knew because I've watched Michigan so much because I enjoy watching the Big Ten. I watch a lot of Big Ten. Being a Wisconsin fan, my brother is an Ohio State fan. And I always am watching the Big Ten. I know the Michigan teams because of they're they're on a lot. They play Wisconsin. They play Ohio State, obviously, every year. I've seen the type of teams Jim Harbaugh has had. You know, a lot of times, and really their quarterback play. Shea Patterson, you know, everyone thought he was going to be the same in grace coming from Ole Miss. He was not good at all. Joe Milton, not good at all. Cade McNamara is not elite. He's not a Heisman guy, but he's good enough to get the job done. He's not going to lose the game. He may not necessarily win you the game, but his performance doesn't lose you the
1: game. Yeah, he's good good to get carried by his defense and his running back, you're right.
3: But does he lose them the
1: game? No,
0: he doesn't. But that's the thing. I think Michigan won this game because of the snow. If it's not snowing, Ohio State wins this game. And, t- and that I that don't think t- so. I don't know. Because they don't they know won. The, they won the game in s- the trenches. S- Ohio State wasn't able to throw the ball in the snow, so Redardous. Ohio State had to run the ball. Michigan State has a better running offense. Ohio State relies on the pass, and it's true. And we've seen that against Michigan State two weeks ago. Because what was it, forty-two to nothing at half, or <laughs> something like that? Something embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? It was a clean, sunny day out. The snow effect. This game, and I'm not saying that I wanted Ohio State to win because I hate o- Ohio State, but I'm just saying it would be a completely different game without the snow. No, regardless of the snow, I'm just saying that, that, no, that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and how come Michigan
3: trenches, you know, their line both sides, offensive and defense, played out of their minds and Ohio
0: State's couldn't? Because Ohio State was trying to rely on the run, and they don't do that, they rely but, on the pass. But it doesn't matter because Aiden Hutchinson
3: was in C.J. Stroud's face every single play. Every single play. He was. You know? So uh, how does it matter snow or not? He was going to be in their face regardless because Ohio State's line couldn't block him. It didn't also, matter what also they did. You can't give
1: up 42 points in the snow. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I know. That's,
0: that, that, that's a fair point. I'm just saying, play this game again and it might turn out differently. I think that's very interesting
2: that you say that because I was thinking about that like as I was watching the game, really. I was like, wow, like Michigan is really – Dominating Ohio State in the trenches, and I think that's the first time in, I think a very long time, almost Ohio a decade, State, I think that Ohio State in the Big Ten has actually been dominated up front. Like I was stunned. While, I was like, I was driving back to, to here to Connecticut, and I was listening to the game on the radio, and I was just like, wow, wow. Was like this was like, this was this old big, old school Big Ten football here. And Hassan Haskins, is that his name correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal, like four or five touchdowns. Like he did his thing. Aiden Hutchinson, the other other edge rusher. They have two top ten prospects on their defensive line, and I think that's what really like propelled them forward to where like you know what, Michigan is for real, man. And Jim Harbaugh, he he gets a lot of stick, like as he should, like, but he's had to build this program from the bottom up. Yes, Michigan is again a blue collar not blue collar, blue chip program. It well, is technically blue. technically they, yeah, they, they are blue <laughs> collar. Yeah, they yeah. are. They're a little bit of both, but yes, this is a blue chip program, but it's a lot, it was a lot like USC kind of where they were just kind of stagnant, maybe like a Florida State, very stagnant like there wasn't a lot of like momentum going, but now b- Jim Harbaugh has been building this program for 5 years, and it takes a it takes a while to build a program like the for the identity he wants. And now that he's finally beaten Ryan Day and Ohio State, and he's got this Big Ten championship game against Iowa, which they should win, and they can go to the college football playoff and play Alabama with the lights on, that's huge for that program. And it's I think they're only going to get better as a result of it. Yes, Ohio State is still going to be the top dog probably for the next couple of years, but I think it'll be interesting to see with Ryan Day too. I think there was an interesting quote that Jim Harbaugh had during after that game. I don't remember what it exactly was like, but he was basically saying the point of like I've had to build this pro- program, and Ryan Day basically inherited Urban Myers program. Yeah, it was funny. And like, yeah, it was a, it was a <laughs> funny quote. Like, obviously, like we we're like, wow, that's actually pretty smart of you to say. But like, I think there's a lot of merit to it because guess what? Ryan Day's gonna have to prove himself not as like a recruiter, but like as a coach. Because guess what? Like, you're not gonna have Urban Myers pro- like recruits anymore. Like you. Yes, he's done very well recruiting wise. Like the wide, if you look at the wide receiver class, like and you look at Katie, uh what's the quarterback's name from C.J. Show. No, no, like the backup. Oh, um, Ewers, right? Quinn Ewers. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's he's been able to recruit well, but I think it's going to be interesting to see this rivalry play out over the next five years and see like kind of who like kind of starts dominating it. To be honest.
1: Yeah. Enough of this Wolverine talk. I mean, we know John or yeah, Har- is it John or Jim? Jim. I, I Jim. Was, Jim. We, we know Jim. Jim Harbaugh. We know Jim. It's just going to choke. At, I, okay, Thank he, you. He, he, He's going to lose did, against did Iowa. He, did he choke Did he choke against Ohio State? No. Finally, congratulations. You got your win. Is he going to choke next week? Yes. I don't know. Iowa, maybe. Yes. Is, he gonna, no. is, yes. he, no. is he most definitely no. going
0: to dude, dude, this is the game that Jim Harbaugh will lose. He, he finally he, got the win against Ohio State, win? and he
1: will lose. Have you guys been
3: watching Iowa? Have you <laughs> seen Iowa play? Like, yes. Your like, oh offense my. is awful.
0: <laughs> they have a very good defense, though. One of the best defenses in the country. Derek, but. I disagree. I I don't... I, <laughs> no, Wisconsin's like, like Harbaugh,
3: offense was able to move the ball, and we saw how bad Wisconsin's yeah, offense true, has been true. this year. Harbaugh <laughs> is
1: Harbaugh is not... He's going to choke at some point. I just don't think it's against Iowa. I can't wait to see them get blown out in the first week of the college football playoffs.
2: Okay, yes, that might happen. I, w- I will agree with you on that. <laughs> can't wait we're, to watch we're, that. we're not going to – if Iowa wins, then bless bless all of our hearts, man. Like <laughs> then Congratulations. The big, then
3: the Big Ten needs to just end as a conference. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> Honestly, like, that- I think as Big Ten fans, for you guys, I think you want Michigan to win because you want that money that will be going to the Big Ten. Because if you think about it, the What is it? 500K goes to each conference for every team that makes the playoff? I think it's something like that. So if, if Michigan loses, no no Big Ten team will be in the playoff. No money going to the conference this year. That would hurt. That would hurt a lot towards recruiting and everything. Plus, who wants to see Iowa win the Big Ten championship?
1: K I I think that would
0: be funny. Okay, I think it would be hilarious. Anyways, I think it would be funny, but yeah. Enough
1: of this Wolverine talk because I want to get to the Crimson Tide who – they Below. just keep disappointing me. And, okay, I, my personal top four looked very similar. I just swapped Cincinnati and Alabama. But I can see why the committee didn't. I mean, you have Alabama at three. They win the Iron Bowl. Keep them there, I guess, right? It wasn't a very impressive win, but they won. So can you really move them? I, I guess I can see where they're coming from. But Alabama just keeps disappointing me. They had that electric shootout against Arkansas two weeks ago, right? They won by a touchdown. And, yeah, that was exciting. But it definitely showcased some major holes, especially in their defensive coverage. And then this week, yeah, the Iron Bowl is always super exciting and always intense. But Auburn is six and six and three and five against the SEC, and you had to go to four overtimes to beat this team.
0: Use you, they had to use every last second to beat this team. If Saban
1: doesn't have these guys running sprints for four straight days, I would be shocked.
0: Well, well I, I sorry, I know Steve, you're looking to talk, but. Uh, it's it's also the fact, Saban gave a, uh, like a huge speech to his team this week and was like gave them a very inspirational speech going into the Iron Bowl. Like, guys, like this is a big big game going in before the SEC championship game. I it it seemed to do nothing for them. Like,
1: I thought this this game this week between Georgia and Alabama was going to be maybe the best game of the year. Right, like a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, man, I can't wait for the SEC champion now. I mean, Georgia's looking like world beat. Georgia's looking like their defense is looking like one of the best defenses we've ever seen in college football ever. I mean, I've been seeing it getting compared to that 2011 Alabama defense with Dante Hightower and C.J. Mosley. I mean, I is this SEC championship game going to be close? I yes. don't know. Yes. You think so?
3: Yeah. Here's my thing. Because Alabama – Georgia cannot play Alabama like – or Alabama plays Georgia really well. It doesn't matter – Back in 2018, Georgia should have swept away with that championship game and the uh, national championship. The team they had, Jake Fromm, thought they were, you know, everyone thought he was the next up and coming. And that defense led by Roquan Smith and the rest of the guys there. And Georgia had that big lead. And then you put in two, and then he came back and win. And the other SEC championships, Alabama always wins. So am I going to say Alabama's going to win this one? Not necessarily. But. Georgia could blow out every other team, but Alabama's the one team that plays them tough no matter what. I do agree with that. And here's my thing with Alabama. You know, all you, uh, disappointment, disappointment. Listen, yes, they haven't looked as dominant, or they haven't beaten teams by thirty, which we expect them to do. One, you know, listen, it's football. Anything can happen. It's just because these guys are highly rated, highly recruited. You know, a lot of them are going to go off. It doesn't mean they're like perfect. It doesn't mean that they're automatically going to. You know, or expect to put up 40 points a game and all this, they're still, they're still kids at this point. You know, half of them are younger than we are. So when we expect them to do all these crazy things because that's what they've done in the past, that's what they've done this season so far, and especially a game like the Auburn game, the Iron Bowl, I mean, that game has so much. Whether both teams are 0 and 14 or 0 and 10 or 10 and 0 or 6 and 6, I mean, that game has so much meaning and tradition to it. I mean, Alabama doesn't have professional teams. So Auburn and Alabama, they're like what the state of Alabama looks forward to on the weekends during football season. And, you know, you're either Auburn or you're Alabama. And, you know, there's a lot of hatred for each side, depending on what side you stand on. So, I mean, even, you know, my town Robert lead in high school, you know. You're comparing that to Alabama and Auburn right now? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you're comparing that to the Iron Bowl right now? My high school, which we are not good, and we always lose our rival, they won this year. You know, and we were projected to lose. Everyone, everyone thought, you know, you know the other school, the other school, the other school. And my team came out and went. You know, my school came out and won. So, same thing. Auburn, they, you know, they, they had a lot to play for. It's still Alabama. It doesn't matter if you stink or and not. And Auburn's home, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm that saying. Like, it. It, those, those, especially the rivalry games, you know, the last week of the season, the Ohio State-Michigans, Wisconsin-Minnesotas, the um, Florida-Florida States, Alabama-Auburn. oklahoma Oklahoma State. Soon to be... Yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, be Army, Navy. I mean, those games just have so much tradition, and it's, regardless of what's at stake, there's just a lot to play for within those rivalries already. So that's why I think, you know, Auburn, they, they would just want to beat Alabama no matter what. Obviously, you want to beat your opponent every time, but especially in those these games, especially on the Thanksgiving weekend, you know, that's that's what you play for.
0: Uh right, first out, uh, shout out to Cohasset, beat Hull again. Eleven in a row, no big deal. Listen, all right, and
3: I'm not—I didn't mean
0: to bring you. Yeah, on the no, high school I know again. you brought it up, so I had to bring I'm just, it up. I'm bringing the. I I'm was just saying, saying eleven point. in a row against Hull. We're like, we're basically a dynasty. was your Hull. rival? Hull. Hull, okay. Hull, Hull, <laughs> H-U-L-L. H- we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, but I do. So here's the thing. I think Georgia wins this game. I think it's a close game, though. I think it's a very close game and my only reason is it's going to be a defensive heavy game. Georgia relies on their defense. Let's look back all the way to week 1. I know I know we're going back far, but week 1 against Clemson. I think that game ended what? 10-7? Yeah, something 10-6, 10-7, something like that.
1: Alabama doesn't have a defense to match Georgia though. Uh,
0: well, Georgia doesn't have an offense that will match up with Alabama's defense.
1: If, it, if it's a shootout, advantage goes to Alabama. Not, it's not going to be if a it's going to be a defensive...
0: It's going to be a defensive battle. I'm telling you... It's advantage, gonna, Georgia, yeah, advantage Georgia, then. Yes,
3: advantage Georgia. It was 10-3 week one.
0: 10 Just three. to clarify. Thanks. 10-3. Thank Thanks you, to Andrew. Thank you. But I, I, I will say that I think the defenses are the like the main components for these teams. Well, not Alabama. Alabama's offense is the main thing. But Alabama's offense didn't do jack shit this past Sunday. And I'm sorry. If you're going to be playing in Georgia, you're going to be, yes, you're not home at Georgia, but you're at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm telling you, that's still home field advantage. I think there's going to be 75% Georgia fans, 25% yes, go. So you would take Stetson Bennett over Bryce Young? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm taking Georgia's defense over Alabama's defense because I think that it's not going to be a shootout. I think that Georgia's going to hold Alabama's offense, and I think that Georgia's offense is only going to be able to squeeze by Alabama's defense a handful of times. But I don't think Georgia's offense— the reason why Georgia always wins by a lot is because
3: their defense <laughs> just doesn't allow points. Yeah, and then you know allows their offense to
0: be able to like give enough time to. But Alabama's going to play them close. Alabama's not going to let this be a blowout. But and I'm telling you this right now, Nick Saban is not going to let this game be a blowout and no, get out of hand. It will never be. And but I'm saying Georgia wins this game. And I'm not saying that Georgia won't win this game. I'm just saying. Sounds like you are. Yeah, I've, I, you're, I, you're, I. I personally. You're,
3: I personally believe Alabama do will win. You, do you? I think Alabama will win.
1: You have the balls to admit that on
3: Yes, cause, on because record. I, I have the balls to admit that Michigan should have been in the top four and now they're number two. So, yeah. Did right, so you, you, did did you watch
0: two. the game Sunday? They looked awful. I they could not move the ball against Auburn's defense. Has Georgia really played uh,
3: offense like Alabama. And a quarterback like Bryce Young, uh, a
1: team that scored twenty-four points against Auburn's defense.
3: But you're, you're, just holding 10, the Alab- wow. you're just holding yeah. the Auburn game.
0: But it's like, okay, what Alabama put up? How many points against? Uh, because
3: Stetson Bennett's not going to throw deep
1: against Alabama's defense. He, 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 Alabama's defense
3: doesn't have Arkansas to worry about-
1: scored thirty-five points against that defense.
3: Okay, Arkansas probably has better offense than Georgia does.
1: Yeah, but th- they don't have that defense. That's the thing. Like that defense is going to be able to stop Alabama enough, and that Georgia offense, I think, is going to be able. That Alabama defense doesn't look the same. It doesn't look as vicious as ferocious as it usually does, but they and still have some good pieces. Be-
0: I also uh, ju- beforehand just talked, you know, you're saying that they put 42 points up on, on, on Arkansas. Arkansas was able to put 35 points on themselves though. You yeah, know? B- uh, because Arkansas' offense is a pretty good offense
3: this year, and not
0: better than Georgia's.
3: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I really, I'm not a big fan of Georgia's offense, really ever. I mean, they have a couple good running backs. I
0: I understand you're not a fan of it, but to be the number one ranked team in the nation, you're not just relying on defense. That is a full team effect and a full team unit that's also working on offense. Yes,
2: I agree with that. I don't think Georgia has world beaters. They're not world class. Their offense isn't like the greatest thing we've ever seen since like sliced bread or whatever. But what I am saying is that Georgia's offense is competent. They're good enough to win this. But I want to go back to something that Cole said that made me actually think of this. I'm gonna go a step further with what Cole said about Alabama's defense, how they're like kind of like suspect a little bit compared to what they've had in the past. I think this is the least talented team Alabama's had in probably the last five years, and here's wow. why: they're not as dominant as they have been. Granted, Georgia has like one of the great, one of the better defenses we've seen, but I don't think this team is as talented as the past teams. But here's the thing with Alabama. They do have Bryce Young. And I think at the end of the day, like, if he steps up to the table with how, like, I think everyone thinks he's going to win the Heisman, he could have his Heisman moment in this game, and he could absolutely ball out and pull them out. That's something that can easily happen because I think he's that dude. Like, if he goes – this is his moment. This is, like, his moment, and I think if you look at that, like – you, you can't you can't bet against Nick Saban I mean you really can't and like I think this team is together I think it's close I think he he even realizes it after like the Auburn game he was just saying like how like he had a completely different like kind of perspective on the whole on the whole game like instead of like being like super critical and super like kind of like not really stuck up but kind of just like focused on the goal like Bill Belichick-esque type of press conference he was just like wow like Kind of like not thankful, maybe because it was like Thanksgiving, like the day before. <laughs> but I think like he was really just had like a perspective. He's like really like in the moment. And I think that's something I think that kind of goes to show. Like, I don't know if what he's expecting. Like, again, the team is the team is still very talented, but it's not as talented as like the teams in the past. But I think if you have like cohesion, man, like Oklahoma State's defense is a perfect example of this. They were saying on the telecast uh, sun, uh, Saturday night when they were playing Oklahoma in Bedlam, like. Oklahoma State isn't the most – they don't have NFL like talent scattered all over their defense, but what they do have is they've, they've played in the system for three years together, and they're very close. They're very close-knit, and I think that can kind of carry you. Granted, this is Georgia. Like We'll see what happens, but I, I still think like this is going to be a close game, and we'll see what happens in Atlanta.
3: And here's my thing. Alabama's had 2,000-yard receivers this year, John Mechie, who – I thought was going to be their number one guy. Turned out to be Ohio State transfer Jameson Williams, who is probably the fastest and most electric player in college football right now. I mean, the his average, like, um, yards Final, Finalist
1: for uh, the wider, the best wide receiver yeah, in, in the country. his average was
3: 20.7 yards a catch. I mean, that's just unbelievable. So, and he had 13 touchdowns. And then Brian Robinson ran for over 1,000 yards. Bryce Young had over, like— 4,000 total you know, scrimmage yards, 40 touchdowns. I mean, Georgia just has not seen an offense like this all year. And then defensively, I'm telling you, Bama's got good defensive players. Will Anderson led the nation in sacks. That dude's a monster. Their uh, Tennessee transfer middle linebacker, uh, Henry uh, Toto, Toto I, I don't really <laughs> know how to pronounce his name. That dude's a monster.
0: I never said Alabama's defense wasn't good, though. I'm saying that it's going to be a defensive battle. That's what I said. Well, so, I know, but, I,
3: but the other two are saying that. Okay, okay. You know, I'm
0: just saying that, like.
1: I think their secondary is a little questionable. I really do.
3: Yes, but like I said, Stetson Bennett's not the type of quarterback that's going to stretch you deep. You know, if they're playing like uh, they're going against, like, almost like a Bryce Young, then i would be nervous. But, but, I, but think,
1: I think they're good for a couple, a couple big plays, and I think that's all it's really going to need in this game because it's going to yeah. be so defensive but oriented. I, but
3: Georgia usually kind of relies more on the rushing game. And they got some good back. They get Zamir White, James Cook. Um, I forgot the other guy's name. Hey, give
1: Kirby Smart some. Uh, give him some credit. Maybe he does some bootlegs, some play action, or something. You know, maybe. Uh, maybe he gets that big, big play downfield.
2: Yeah, I think. I I think like in terms of like Alabama, like they're still very talented. Obviously, the standard at Alabama is like ridiculous. Like saying that this is like the least talented team in the last five years. It's it's still like they're still a very talented team, and it's still going to be a close
0: game. Like. We'll see what happens, as I said earlier. And you know what? It's going to be a good game. It's going it's to be the most exciting game of the weekend. So let's hop right into that. Speaking of that, we have six games that we're picking this week. We're picking the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, and AAC championship games. We're going to go right down the list real quickly. Pitt, Wake Forest, ACC. Cole, who you got?
2: Pitt. Pitt. Pittsburgh.
0: Alright, I'll go Wake Forest then just to make wow, it interesting. Okay, okay. I'm sorry I can't I, I think that they've been in an electric offense all year and I know Pitt has as well, but I think I think it's you think it's gonna see Wake maybe Forest. Maybe the over in that game. Baby. Oh, big time over. Big time over in that game. All right, moving right along. Big twelve, Oklahoma State versus Baylor. Cole. I think this is a great game, but I'm going with Oklahoma State. Baylor. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State defense is just too good. Oklahoma State. And now Pac-12, we got a rematch of two weeks ago. Oregon-Utah.
1: I don't even want to pick. This game doesn't matter. Uh, but, sure, we'll just go Oregon f- just for the fun of it. Utah. A disrespect, but I will go with Oregon. I think this is their
0: revenge game. I, I, I agree, Andrew. I think Oregon You're out is. here on an island, Steven. Island. <laughs> All right, just wait and see. <laughs> Moving right along to the AAC, we got Cincinnati, who's actually playing a ranked Houston team, so I think that's a big props to them to actually you know, rolling out this season. One game left. They're going to be in the playoff if they win, so.
1: God, please let Cincinnati win this game, please. Cincinnati. 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 I
0: I am not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm nervous. Usually, when all when all four people pick uh, one
1: team, I I, I'm
0: confident. Luke Fickle has done a great great job with this program, so I I'm very confident in Cincinnati. Big Ten, Michigan, Iowa. Michigan.
2: Michigan. Wolverines.
1: Do it. Do it, Derek. Hawkeyes. (laughs)
0: Iowa, baby, Iowa, let's go, let's go. And the game of the week for sure, SEC, Georgia versus Alabama. Cole, will Alabama be in the college football playoff? Alabama, baby, let's rock, Steven. Alabama. Alabama
2: will be in the playoff, but I think Georgia wins this game.
0: What? What? A two-loss Alabama team in the playoff? Yes. Okay. That's insane Because when Oklahoma
1: State wins They're going to be yeah, yeah, Oklahoma
0: State yeah, wins Yeah, I kind of there. forgot about Oklahoma yeah. State <laughs> Yeah I forget about what I said You know that Georgia It's They've had the best defense all year It just makes sense Georgia will be in the playoff The playoff Is going to be chaos Let me tell you Just remember Like I told you with Michigan When Alabama wins And I'm going to laugh in your face When you're wrong Because Georgia is Clearly the best team in the nation I hope I'm wrong
1: I don't want Alabama wins win this game I hope
0: I'm wrong Okay Well, thank you guys for joining us for the first episode of RPO. We will be back once a week to discuss everything college football. But I've been your host, Derek Bennett, and thank you guys again. Have a good one. Buenas noches, amigo.